0: Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today, you'll hear Colby and Anthony from episodes two and 10. We have a fantastic conversation around developing your signs and symbols when working with spirit. This is a nice, long, juicy episode for you, and we touch on a lot of great tips and also some different topics. We get nice and vulnerable at the end, so look forward to that. Also, just a heads up, there will not be a new episode next week. I'm just taking a little tiny break, but there will be one the following week. All right, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Today, I have with me both Anthony and Colby to discuss developing your personal signs and symbols dictionary when you're working with spirit, doing psychic work and mediumship work. Anthony was on episode two. And Colby was on episode 10. So if you want to learn about either of them, go ahead and listen to those episodes too. Welcome back to Opening the Door, you two. Hey, I'm
1: so excited.
0: Hello, hello, hello. So happy to have you both back on. I think this is going to be a really you know fun dynamic for us to work with so and <laughs> excited about that. Um, first, I guess I'd like to say, start by saying, I think like the three of us all work obviously with different clairs when we read, but definitely all three of us have sort of a strong, um, like strong clairvoyant abilities. So when we're talking about signs and symbols here, we're really talking about what we're being shown in our mind's eye from spirit. So, like there, obviously there's a lot of different clairs to work with, but I think the three of us you know, kind of strongly associate with clairvoyance among some other clairs. But uh, yeah, so we're sort of talking about what are the things that we see or that are shown to us within our mind's eye as we're, you know, reading for somebody.
1: Absolutely. I love this. I'm so excited to talk about this today. I think it's so fun how, how personal and how different it is for everybody.
0: Yeah, it's so different. I feel like well, I think I've mentioned this in a different episode, but when I used to like before I knew anything about reading, when I used to think about how psychics and mediums got information, I just assumed that it all came through extremely like clearly and straightforward and that it wasn't, um, you know, that they were just getting information super straightforward. And when you really start learning about it, it's like, Oh, you get communicated with so many different ways. And it's really like interpreting what those things are. So very important. Absolutely stepping very much stone. So. I, I, I think the
1: very, the funniest thing to me is as someone like learning and like watching other psychic people and like, even watching like people on TV and how they communicate like messages and like full sentences, like you think in your mind, holy crap they're How can they understand? Like it's a full sentence. And then when you start doing the work, you realize it's like of like a millisecond of a picture or uh, just like a knowing that you see that turns into that full sentence. It's not like someone's just standing over here and being like, oh, by the way, I need to tell them that I would like for them to go to, you know, like it's it's crazy when you think about it, how one little picture or one little thing turns into this big, long message. I I think that's a really interesting aspect of this.
2: Yeah, totally agree. Have have you guys ever considered like how long you were actually clairvoyant before realizing you were clairvoyant
1: oh no I have never like to think about that actually gives me chills going up my arms because I'm like oh that's kind of creepy to think about that not creepy but like it kind of shakes you a little bit yeah
0: I'm I really haven't thought about that like I guess I always just considered myself to have like be imaginative or just to like put myself was like oh yeah i can see things i like see things very clearly in my mind i can imagine mm-hmm. things when i read a book or i can you know like yeah i never i never thought about it like that
2: so oh that goodness. that's a unique quality to clairvoyancy and not everybody has it i didn't realize that i mean i've had movies going in my head since my first breath
3: yeah. mm-hmm. and
2: you know we're 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 visual yeah. and We can run full scenarios and full scenes in our brain. Not everybody does that.
0: Yeah, I think that was definitely something that I was like, oh yeah, like you're saying, oh, not everybody does that? Interesting.
1: (laughs) It is, it's true. It's like they say, everybody has a different voice in their head, like their thinking voice is different. It's the same thing. I, I can totally understand that. And like growing up, I was always drawing and wanting to do artistic stuff. And I would always see it in my head first and then try to put it on paper it wasn't that good when I was younger, but now like, you know, <laughs> but yeah, totally, totally. Such a great thing to think about actually. That's
2: wild. Yeah. In my divination, um, there are set things in there that will show to me that a person may be clairvoyant. And so when that comes up in a reading, you know, I'll, I'll ask them about the, the, the movies in their, their mind and the imagery in their head and how, how vivid it is and are you like yes and I'll ask them I'm like have you ever noticed that when in conversation with someone and maybe this has even happened during our time together today that there is displaced thoughts and ideas and memories that are coming through that's completely unrelated to the conversation at hand they're like yeah like start considering what you are viewing is not yours you are viewing the energy of the person that you're talking to, and yeah. shift the perception, and then you have to learn how to translate.
1: That's the hard part.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. translation, which I think, like, so let's start with the first question. Kind of, you know, so how did the two of you start to establish sort of your own, like, your dictionary of symbols? When something comes up in a reading, you know, okay, this is this is what this means, or, or something like that. How did you start establishing that? Colby, you take it away first.
2: Okay. Um, So the very first imagery that I remember that I was able to make a connection to was I would see an old-style nurse's pill cap around a person while I was doing my opening blessing. And I mean, it was just confirmation after confirmation. I would ask them, are you in the medical field in some way, shape, or form? They're like, oh, yes. I'm like, okay, well, I saw the nurse's hat. And so that was a trigger. Um, and that's why I like to call the imagery and symbolism is triggers. And that was the very, very first one. And then I, I think we talked about it in our previous uh, podcast, p- previous episode. I did this like massive Akashic Records session that also had spirit animal integration and a few other things. And within a few days of having that session, I started seeing animals around people. And that was my so introduction cool. to animal medicine. And most commonly, when I'm opening up with clients, um, I will get flooded with animal imagery. And as I've advanced over the years, the animals start to connect to one another, how they're presented. So you blend the two messages of that medicine together for you know, a personalized message. Um, but like, Things continue to manifest. One of the precious ones is once in a while, I will see a balloon on a string that's rising and there's something tied to the bottom of the string. And whatever is attached to the bottom of the string is what's rising into that person's consciousness. Oh, that's beautiful. I like that.
1: Yeah, it's really
2: cool. I believe our guides are going to deliver to us most often imagery we can digest and then translate
1: yes I absolutely agree with that yeah but
2: then there's times where like i've seen the cover of a pink floyd album and i'm like i don't know what the hell that means yeah totally um i'll see cartoon characters and ever so often it's just really cool i well, anthony you just had a wild experience with clairvoyancy and your mediumship just over the last few days oh yesterday yeah it was yeah. yesterday um so
1: I well I'll tell you the story and then I'm gonna go into answering your question real fast yeah, um, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: I was getting a, a massage yesterday I actually won a massage a 60-minute massage and um I was so excited because I had just worked like 14 days straight at uh, my my muggle job my orange theory my day job <laughs> and big job, um big board job my, my big boy job. And, um, so I went in and I laid down and this person was a very, she's very metaphysical, very, like she smoke cleansed the room with Palo Santo, um, and just really awesome vibe. And we got started and here I am just getting my, like my, just, it was like deep tissue. So it was like, yes, relaxing, but also painful, (laughs) um, but necessary. And um, she, I just, I, I saw a heart with a stick in it that morphed and it turned, went from that to uh, a, car- a caramel apple. <laughs> like, and I was like, why the hell And I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's fall. Maybe that's it. And, you know, ego steps in and like, I'm just like, here I am. And I'm starting to pick up on someone just keeps showing me these caramel apples. So I'm asking this lady, you know, we're talking, which I don't usually like to talk during a massage, but I'm just asking her about herself. And she tells me that she grew up in like a carnival, like her family owned a carnival. I was like, okay, well that makes a little bit of sense. And then I see it again. And I'm like, okay, who is this? Cause I know what this is not me. I I've done the work. I understand what it is when it's not me, it's somebody else. And now I'm trying to figure out how the hell am I gonna ask her about this? So it goes quiet for a little bit. And I, I finally say, okay. I said, so what's your favorite carnival snack? And she takes a step back and she says, oh. It's the caramel apple and I sit up full. I was just like, and of course I've got no clothes on and I'm like, whoop, you know, sit up. And I'm like, and I look at her, I go, okay, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I just, now that's like my confirmation. I have to talk to you about this, but someone keeps showing me caramel apples. I don't know who it is, but it's like over and over again. I said, it started as a heart with a stick and then turns into a caramel apple and I can't stop seeing it. And she said, that's my mom. She owned and operated the caramel apple stand at the carnival growing up. And I would always spend so much time there. And so then of course the messages came through, I delivered and she was really happy. And then she also turned my 60 minute massage into a 120. So two hour
0: massage. Oh, that is nice. wow. <laughs> I'm
1: going to tell you what, I'll take that. Uh, just so everybody listening is hearing. If you guys would like a reading in exchange for a massage, I'm down. <laughs>
0: Love it. <laughs> so, that is so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I feel like Colby, based on what you're saying there with like the whole, like sometimes you see things that, you know, your guides show you things that you, that you can do digest. And sometimes you see things you can't digest. And those are the ones you just have to say, Hey, what does the caramel apple mean to you? You know, because I don't know what it means to me, you know, and it's, they're showing you a message that the, that the sitter or the person you're reading for will digest for, from my, from my experience with developing my own sort of symbol signs and symbols dictionary a lot of the things that I see when reading for people well originally it was mostly like when I really started reading like as like a reader book with me that type of thing it was mostly color because I was paint doing the aura rendering so the colors would come through and then I would start to feel what the colors would say you know what I'm saying if that makes sense or I would know it was like my third eye would see the color and then I would start to feel and know what the colors were coming forward to, to talk about, if that makes sense. But as I would developed and started, you know, doing more mediumship and psychic readings, it was there, they were symbols that, um, like you said, Colby, you digest, it was a lot of previous experiences. So if I picked up on somebody who was going through some hard shit, um part of my France um my I would see the things that I went through in in my past you know and there are certain things that I see that I like when I see um tree roots you know or like a big big root like big tree with deep roots I think of I think of a couple of things I think of ancestry but then I also think of like grounding and if the roots are kind of like messed up and things aren't good I think oh you need to work on grounding there's some ungroundiness you know I there are different things like seeing a plant grow I think of oh you're you've made it through a really hard time you've gotten past that dark period and you're coming out now it's time to keep growing you know things like that and um I, my, the funniest thing for me is when I see a man with a mustache, I know that there's someone's father or a a paternal member of the family coming through. Um, but stuff like that. And they're they're just things that, you know, my grandfather has a mustache, you know, and you know, I am a, a plant daddy. So whenever I see growth, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you've made it through this dark period where you're in the soil and now you're sprouting and you know, there's that, those types of things. So that's really, um, That's really how I've started to really, how I started to develop my own dictionary. The other thing is just practicing. I literally even, I've been reading now for a while and just last month developed a whole new, what am I looking for? Symbol for the nine of swords in reverse, the reversal nine of swords in the tarot. I... I always thought of one thing, but I did a, a a party where three or four people got that card. And every single time it talked, it, it was, it was coming forward as like keeping all your anxiety inside and a need to really release it, but you're not, Ooh, you're not releasing it. Yeah, And that was something new for me. So just making sure you continue to practice and continue to read for people, because every time you read for somebody, something new might come through um, and remembering that. So
0: yeah. there's my answer. <laughs> I love it. Such a good answer. I totally agree for me, I think, yeah, I didn't start developing. The only way you're really going to develop your symbols, right. Is like reading people. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you sit down and ask, what is this? What is that? What is that? I don't know if that's really effective, but it could be, Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like reading I have, and I think I got a reading months ago and this is just a good example of, like you said, you see a man with a mustache and it means a certain thing for you. Like you you might not be seeing that person's loved one specifically, but you, that symbol means this is what I'm getting. It was, it was Denise. Denise was on the podcast. Oh, before too. Love and her. I know she's <laughs> oh so God. great. She, the reading I got from her was so awesome, but she was like, Oh, I'm seeing this person. She's my friend. And I know when I see her that this is what that means. So like, that's just such a good example of like, you might not see the the person's friend that they're dealing with or like whoever you're reading but from your own experience you can pull what they're going through yeah mm-hmm. from your own dictionary of what you've seen basically
1: absolutely so,
0: and I feel I, like I get new signs or like every time I read I'm like oh this is new and then yep. I I'm like interpreting on the fly I'm like does this resonate yes and I'm like okay so that's probably what this means if I see it again you know mm-hmm. like it's it's so interesting
2: yeah, the repetition yeah. really does help. Uh, like, if I see a, a, a young animal, uh, a, you know, a puppy or a, a, a baby animal, whatever the the medicine and message of that animal is, it is something that is brand new and fresh coming in. But yeah, like, I, I'll see my mother around people. Um, I'll see various other people as well and it's all about relating your relationship and then figuring out how to translate it of course like with everything else you know maybe i'll see anthony around a person and i'm like oh have you recently been in contact with with one of your best and trusted friends or have they been on your yeah. mind <laughs> or i may depending on what else is being shown would be like oh are are you experienced in mediumship Mm um you know figuring out the relationships i've also noticed over the years i kind of touched on it earlier with how the animals will meld together but as time has gone on it's not just little blips and imagery anymore there are repeated scenes that i'll see that has like different archetypes to it so One that's very strong in my mind is I will see a river where I'm standing on one bank and across the bank from me is a forest and behind the forest is a mountain. And so this is a person's journey of flowing into their shadow work in order to reach the summit and and experience success. That's awesome. But that took me a while to understand. (laughs) Well,
1: and that's, I think that's a really good example of what, of what I said earlier, where you see one picture and that whole picture relates to a, this giant story. Mm -hmm. And it, I love that idea because it's like, when I first started, you know, paying attention to other readers and they would come forth and say these long, elaborate messages, I'm like, how the hell can they understand someone or something? Right. And, and get to that. And it's, It's so it's really cool. And I think it's really inspiring for people who are learning, including myself to this day, to understand that everybody does learn it differently. And you don't have to be the same as everybody else. And don't forget that your messages will come through to you and you will not have any trouble relaying it. You know, once you understand what's going on, it's going to come out. In that big message, it's not mm-hmm. going to come out as in like mountain trees, river, yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that, that yeah, is like- or it's not going to. I mean, sometimes I will get phrases, especially when I do mediumship readings, um, for like phrases or you know, just like messages that people want to pass on. There's, I have a really basic simple cake, usually somebody's birthday. Like when I was reading, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm seeing your grandmother like put a cake down in front of you she kisses your head and she was like oh it's my birthday tomorrow like okay great I write down in my little like journal I'm like okay cake means birthday like that you know so there's (laughs) like the, the basic stuff and then there's the really cool like Colby like you were describing like these really cool scenes you're sort of dropped into or these scenes that you sort of see your the person you're reading for play out
2: it's not required but it makes the job easier it's like a shortcut uh, yeah. don't get me started on claircognizant or precognition it's like my least favorite ability cuz it does nothing but create anxiety yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. we understand we're all friends here
0: yeah so
1: <laughs> wait let's talk about this just real quickly Claircognizant cognizance is precognition it's like clear what would the you clear knowing. No. clear knowing right? yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the ability to know shit and then clear feeling clear clair- what is so, clear feeling
2: clear sentience clear, right clear sentience is to feel
1: yes Tangency
2: is to touch
1: yes and then clairvoyance is is clear seeing it's clear sight that's that that third so yeah. okay i just want to i need that for myself but i'm sure yeah and everybody here, so probably listening
0: probably... too it's like you and also i think we didn't touch on claire audience which is like my second like i would say favorite slash just like active claire for me it's just like Oof, hearing somebody I just wish. be like march or like Mm -hmm. She needs to get her shit together. I'm like, okay. Right? Yeah. (laughs) And
2: then you also have Claire Smelly Smelling, Claire Tasty Taste. Yeah. yeah. I, Claire, I would say Claire like, that's something I Claire
0: wish says. that I had a little bit more, but I don't get a lot of that once or twice, maybe, but not right. often.
1: Yeah. Claire, Claire sentience. So like messages coming through. So I think we've really touched on so much of clairvoyance. Cause I feel like that is, that is kind of what most, a lot of people, clairvoyance the cool and audience <laughs> Truth. Um, clair audiences. That's something that happens to me very, very seldomly, but when it does, it's like to me, it's shaking because I don't get that mm-hmm. very often, wow. which you'd think I would because mm-hmm. I'm so musically. Right. I know it's like literally like <laughs> looking around. Look um, but when you, when I, a lot of my messages come through very much so um, clairsentient and cognizant, meaning clear, the clair knowing and clair feeling, very much so when, especially when mediumship, when I'm doing a mediumship reading or someone comes through, I, I start feeling the person's um, personality. Like mm-hmm. with, if someone's coming through who is like a Spitfire, my messages come through in a very, like a lot of cuss words and a lot of things like that. And so I feel like that is also a way to interpret a a form of message. Like if you are doing a mediumship reading and you start feeling like, pain in a certain spot, or um, one, one reading I had, and it was, this is a moment where you have to definitely swallow your ego and be very, very transparent with the person you're reading for, but I kept getting, my heart kept feeling, I kept feeling like a weird sensation in my chest, and Um, it turns out that, so the other thing, then the other thing that I got, I saw my, so my, um, my clairvoyance, I saw the butterfly, which for me, if I see a butterfly or I see wind chimes, I know that this is a symbol for they're leaving you a sign. They're sending you signs to help remember them. So that might be a song for that person. It might be a butterfly or wind chimes, but I know that when I see that, that's what I'm getting. Well, I saw that, but then I kept feeling my chest. And at the end of the reading, after we had, after I had said, oh, that he's showing me, he sends you symbols and signs. Well, his symbol and sign was a heart and I didn't ah. put it together. I did not put it together that, oh, he's he's making me feel my heart because that's what he sends his sister in and, such a physical way and such. A, and I had to like reach back out to her. I had to, I like messaged her after the reading and I was like, oh my gosh, I put it together. And she was so grateful for my honesty. She was so grateful that I wasn't trying to make something up. Cause I just went ahead and I was just like, I was like, I think that what he's trying to tell me is that something with his death came from this area. And she was like, it doesn't resonate. I was like, okay, well, let's just remember that because it might not, I might be wrong. And I was wrong. Like, And that's something that a lot of people have to get used to and be okay with. That's how you develop your signs and symbols is being okay, being wrong that now next time I know, you know, there it is. If they show me, they show me the symbol here and I start feeling something somewhere else, then you have to put those together and work on that. So that's something that is, I think a lot of people will hopefully resonate with and can take with them when they start practicing more or are practicing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My next question was like, do you guys ever get signs when you're in the moment? You're like, oh, this is new. I'm not really quite sure what it means. And this is that story is just such a great example of that, like, and how you handle that. So yeah, just having this sort of grace and humility to be like, ah, I'm not really quite sure, but this is what I'm interpreting as. Does that resonate?
3: I exactly. am notorious.
2: Yes, I am notorious for telling people, all right. So I'm seeing this. I don't get it. <laughs>
1: yeah this Just is for Google. you tell me what you think
2: <laughs> yeah. um, but and i think that anthony can confirm in group workshops where we're doing you know uh, divination or psychic development or whatnot one of the very first things i'll say in like the first workshop is you're going to be wrong
3: mm-hmm.
2: you're going to be wrong so be at peace with that because if you can be at peace with being wrong or having a misfire and accepting that you're human and stepping out of that ego space of I have to be right, that's where you're going to gain those golden nuggets of information. Because the information is not yours. It is for the person you're servicing. Yes. And you may be um, editing yourself and editing something that may deeply resonate with that person. We don't have to understand everything. Nope. Now there's also, like I don't advertise myself as a medium um, because it's not something that I can just pull forward yet. Um, However, do you guys also have personal signs that clues you in specifically to something? So for me, if there is opportunity for mediumship to come in, I am most often going to see the dove fly in during the blessing.
3: oh that's so pretty i like and that so cool.
2: if that happens then i can shift my perception and start asking okay who is this energy what information can you give me and i'll start with very basic most often it is family related um i'll, I'll pull on masculine or feminine i will pull on the relationship. And once I get evidential mediumship confirmation, then if they want to dive into it, we will. Sometimes we just leave it alone. I'm just like, okay, so Papa Ron is here and he's just like, you know that you're good. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any questions for Papa Ron? No. Okay, let's move on. So, yeah, um, I
3: hear do that. Do you guys
2: have anything like that?
3: Ooh, Anthony, to you,
0: I'm trying to think. So I symbols. think-
2: that yes. guides you specifically.
0: Here's
1: the thing. So when I do the way I conduct my sessions or my readings is um if someone call or, like messages me for a specific, like specifically a mediumship reading, I know it's gonna be mediumship. Um hopefully, right? I always have my disclaimer that I can't promise you that you're gonna get to talk to who you want to. Um, but yeah. if someone just comes to me for like, I just want a reading. I'm like, all right, let's do it. I say my blessing. And one of the things that I say in my blessing is, okay, I would like for you to open your mind, imagine yourself in your house, watching TV. Um, go to, You're gonna hear a knock on the door, go to the front door, unlock it, open it and you'll see me standing there. And what happens in that moment is I, they're letting me into their, their space, their aura, their spirit, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, Linda, our friend Colby calls it, Oh, you're doing Akashic records. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I don't know, but that's just how (laughs) I do it. And what will happen if I know there's going to be spirit people there with me is I'll feel them outside the door with me. And Ooh, cool. I, I will see people waiting outside the door and that's my message that okay we're going to talk about your your loved one either loved ones who have passed or your spirit guide so when that happens that I can I honestly, I don't know how to explain it there is a, a w- different uh, level of vibration a different frequency. If it's a some a loved one who has passed, I can feel the vibration of that person who has existed in this world and is now in the other world. Whereas if it's a guide or a spirit person that's coming through, that's part of like that, that guide posse, you know, the spirit guide posse, it's, it's a different sort of f- frequency, or if that makes sense, like it's almost like a high, I don't want to say higher vibration, but more I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's inexplicable, it's inexplicable for me <laughs> to say. But I, I know
2: I have something similar um, because if we are dipping into spirit energy that's around the person, I will tend to either pick up energy that's on the right side of them, and to me and and how I've built a relationship, energy on the right side comes from the mother side of the family energy from the left side comes from the father's side of the family and if the energy is directly behind them it is a guide that's that's really cool, cool. that yeah i wish that was more <laughs> clear for me it's
1: not i just like uh it's not it's not a person you know <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and for, for me sometimes i i i used to journal after every <laughs> reading that i would do obviously and i sort of Like I need to start doing that again because I feel like it's such a good way to establish like what do those feelings mean? After Mm -hmm. many readings, you can look back and be like, okay, this is what I felt and this is who came through. And that's how you sort of start to create those um, understandings. And yeah, like for me, I I get sort of, even when I'm sort of like opening up before doing a reading, before the person is connected, I'll be like, okay, like this is who I'm ready to connect with, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I will start to feel Um, like almost physically but like more energy wise like almost like heaviness either around like almost floating around either one of my shoulders or my ears which is sort of weird but like I think that probably does connect to I think my left side is sort of more masculine energy and then the right is feminine for me that's usually how it comes but yeah sort of like sensing heavier or just like I wouldn't, I don't want to say it's heavy because it's not negative, but just sort of Mm. getting sort of these feelings of, you know, just like energy around or or something. Yeah, pressure, like something like that's really interesting. But do you guys have any sort of like surprising or funny signs in your dictionary? Like this one isn't really funny, but for me, every time somebody's grandmother is coming through, I see like really dainty hands, like holding a very dainty, thin gold necklace. Like it's so strange. And for a while I felt like, I was sort of asking the question like did they hand jewelry down to you like did this happen but it was always there and now I'm just like okay no, it's like a grandmother a grandmother's here she's holding this gold it's such a it's like feels like it doesn't make a lot of sense but that's that's what it is do you guys have anything <laughs>
1: like that
2: Anthony, you want to go
0: oh
3: yeah I
1: can so this is um Not, I'm not doing a trigger warning because it's not a trigger warning. I'm going to do an explicit warning. So if you don't want to hear something explicit, please (laughs) fast forward. (laughs) Going to give you about a three second moment here to fast forward if you don't want to listen to this. Three, two, one. So um, (laughs) one of my... weird symbols and every time this happens i'm not kidding you it's it's a good thing i wear i would do wear uh makeup because i'm sure my whole face gets beat red but i will see um orange like orange fiery like second second chakra like that that number two chakra moment and to zone in and dial in on what that color is meaning um, it's either, it's either creative energy or it's sexual energy. Mm-hmm. And when it is sexual energy for both men and women, just because it is my, my symbol, I will sometimes see adult toys, <laughs> like interesting a, specifically, I will see dildos. <laughs> <laughs> oh guys yes um so when and when i see that i i know that i need to open up and make it a make it a comfort first of course i always make sure that we're feeling comfortable this this is a safe space are you okay if we dive into this this topic and every time someone says it's fine but i talk about really like really diving into their sexual energy and just embracing their 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 desires and making sure that they you know they don't have to be ashamed of what what they're into, you know, type of thing. And, you know, um, a lot of people, when I've, it's funny, I actually did a reading for a lady. This was at enchanted earth Colby. This is the, the metaphysical store that was all of our homes for a long time. Um, I had done a reading for a lady who I was doing an aura rendering and I, that's what happened. And I said, wow, it's usually a very creative energy, but I also am picking up on a lot of like sexual stuff. Like we need to open our minds and be a little bit more accepting of ourselves when it comes to our sexual like nature. And it turns out it was both for her because she wrote erotic novels and she had stopped and she needed to get back to it again, you know? And
0: oh, so, so cool. Yeah.
1: So that is one of my very, um, and not embarrassing, but it always makes me feel a little like, oh, great. We have to do here this, guys. Here, here we yeah. go. We're going to talk about masturbating. <laughs> or well, something.
2: And, and I think Anthony knows very well about this with me, but something that I've connected with oh, I'm sorry, in my gone. spiritual practices has been the, the sensuality and sexuality of spirituality. Mm-hmm. And those who are attuned or have a a sensitivity or affinity to energy work tend to have high sexual energy. Mm -hmm. And so there have been several times over the years where as we're beginning the reading and I'm I'm starting off with with holding hands and, and going through the blessing, immediately connecting to that Sexual energy, and then trying to figure out is this the time and place to approach this? One of our very good friends, Deborah Martino.
1: Oh, I love her.
2: The very first time I ever read for her, go to open up, and I am just seeing honey dripping down in a very sensual way and I'm like and I mean this woman looks like a soccer mom and I'm like how am I how am I going to do this well she's she's very in tune with her sexuality and so on and so forth and for years now I've called her honeypot ever since that experience (laughs) I love Um, that (laughs) but a funny thing um talking about Funny triggers. I don't like poodles. Don't come for me, people. I'm
0: not coming like- for you. I'm not coming for you at all. <laughs> I, I
2: don't like poodles. Um, and there's been a few times now where I've opened up, and I see a poodle, and it instantly it's disdain. But it <laughs> ends up being that the the person that I'm connecting with is dealing with an energy. With another person who is generally received very well, very popular, very, you know, stylish and whatnot, and they can't stand the person. That's and it's so negatively cool. impacting them. It's kind yeah. of like the, the poodle is a mean girl of the 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 canine family.
1: I totally resonate with that. I, I actually I love that that message, I love that symbol. I do too.
0: And I think it's such a good example of like your symbols are your symbols, you know, Uh like a poodle might for a different reader mean something completely different, but for you and your relationship to that, it just, it makes so much sense. So yeah, such a good example.
2: Now, have you ever seen your, your exes around people? No, No, but now I'm probably going to start. Thanks Colby. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for Um, that. (laughs) Yeah. So sometimes I'll I'll ask, you know, are are you dealing with a certain astrological sign based off of the X that I'm seeing, or maybe I'm I'm tuning into what our relationship was like to relate to that person, and they always get weirded out. They're like, "What? How? How are you doing this?" And I'm like, "Cause I see stuff in my head."
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. and that's such a good peek behind the curtain. Like if you- You're listening to this episode and maybe you're not a reader like how do we get the information like one it comes in so many different ways and two like we might not be seeing your ex but we're seeing something that that is able to get us to where you need to what you need to know and what we're seeing like there's a brand a bridge that we sort of are able to create to get to to that thing so interesting
2: um, if I'm connecting with like a star seed type energy, no joke, I will often see UFOs.
1: Ugh. Huh. I'm terrified of aliens.
0: I don't like aliens. <laughs> I want like I know that they like I have you know I believe that aliens. We're getting really this is tangent, but we'll we'll talk about it for a second. I believe aliens exist. I don't know, like I don't really want to know, like I don't want to meet them or anything.
2: Nope. But they can Not exist. Me. I'm
0: but it's like I'm just you know.
2: See the last um, few years, I've 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 jumped off the d- deep end, and I've started connecting to the whole idea of, you know, us having past lives beyond this earthly plane and other star systems, and mm-hmm. our soul's origin being of another star system. Um, and our friend Akasha Glinda, she's she's influenced that a bit, but um, I had a mystery for it was almost for 10 years. Um, my advisor in our very first session had used a term, um, elder soul connecting to my partner who had passed and she didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. I can never find any information. And then about, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago, maybe this is the thing that kind of was my platform to drop off of. I was, casually sitting with with a a customer in enchanted earth and long story short the word elder soul came up came out of her mouth i'm like um pardon excuse me please explain yourself (laughs) and she started explaining where the origin of that phrase came from and once i told her you know my relationship with it then like it just it opened a door Yeah. And I was able to finally connect some dots and now I delve into things I never thought I would. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So cool about sort of like spirituality and, you know, doing any psychic mediumship work or just like being more in touch with your intuition is your, like your beliefs or your thoughts on certain things can like grow and change over time, which I, you know, think is important. So
2: that's, uh, yeah. Really, what's your biggest struggle with like your clear abilities, your divine abilities, what, what has been your your thing that you've had to overcome?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Flipping the script on me here. Um... Nah.
2: <laughs> you said we're just going to talk. We you are going to talk. Um, um,
0: okay. Well, so clarity on the question, like in terms of like my own mental state or like in terms of like that the the like doing the work does that make sense like well
2: let me answer by by answering my own question just very quick my my biggest hurdle was stepping out of that negative ego of being wrong Mm. releasing the fear of a misfire and once I started doing that and just started just giving them everything, whether I, I, I understood it or not, whether it's clairvoyant or claircognant, it just expanded. Yeah.
0: And I hear you. And in turn,
2: that ended up building the confidence when you keep getting confirmation over and over and over again, that you're not wrong. Yeah. Um. So I was just curious.
0: I think for me, it's, it's like perception of what people, like, what are people going to think? Like, Mm-hmm. are people going to think i'm mentally ill like are people going to like who don't believe in this are they going to think <laughs> yeah. that i'm just psychotic like you know and i think i've had i've really throughout like opening the door and like opening up and doing this work that has been my main fear definitely or like losing people to doing this you know people yeah. being like well i just can't support you i can't be your friend anymore or like and and luckily that hasn't happened yeah. but recently i had a real go viral for me. It's like it has like, you know, 7000 views on Instagram, which That's is just awesome. like a lot more than I get. Yeah. And I've had so many mean comments that are like you're mentally ill it. this this that and it it's like it's triggered every single fear
2: that mm-hmm. I had
0: in like being visible and doing this work. Um so that has been a really interesting
2: experience. Um, that that sounds like it's the first time that that has happened. Yeah. I'm wondering, could in setting intentions that that is not welcome or invited when you're, because I mean, y'all, I post some stuff on TikTok and I'm also constantly posting universal readings and and, and videos on Facebook and Instagram and all of it. And I have not had that experience.
3: Oh, lucky you! (laughs) I know
2: creators, and both of you have had those toxic experiences. And I'm just wondering if, like, if we set our intentions that we are not allowing that into our creative space, even in social media, if we can Mm -hmm. just head it
3: off.
1: I I wanna I wanna
2: chime in here for a
1: second because I have I have a thought process about this thing. So, like, so. Haley, you and I are very similar. Um, in the sense of pe- what what like I grew up in a very conservative family. So for me, it was more about the the conservative aspect of people like the concert I don't want to say the conservatives because I'm not I don't want to make it <laughs> political, but what I'm saying is like my family being very conservative or other very conservative people coming at me telling me that I'm gonna go to hell and shit like that. Like I I I don't really care if people think I'm um, mentally ill or not because you know what, I think we all have some mental illness that we need to work through and some of it is workable and some of it's not so but I, I embrace it all no matter what. So for me, it's more about the religious aspect because mm-hmm. that was for me. And guess what? The religious people, you, you need Jesus, you need blah blah. blah. And I want to, I want to say that. So like, like what Colby says, putting your intentions out there, great. But if we're meant to be doing this work and that's a hurdle we need to get over, we're going to be forced to deal with it. Whereas Absolutely. Colby, and you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Colby, but I know you pretty damn well. And I have never, ever known you to give two shits about what people think about, about you. And what do you know? You've never had to deal with anything like that. Mm, so yeah.
2: <laughs> you're so things, right. Things sting. Yeah, of course. Um, however, I don't know. I've also been rather blessed. One of my biggest fears with going live, specifically on TikTok, was the troll.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I've had minimal issues with that. And the trolls that do come on, they're they're trying to get my goat on things that are so superficial. Oh, or yeah. Or that I have been at peace with myself, you know, going live with a full face on and then making comments. I'm like, you're just jealous. Mm-hmm. Or you know, saying that I'm a charlatan and this is all make believe, I'm like, yeah, I've got ten plus experience that says it's not. Yeah, right. Um, so you just know. But Anthony is not wrong in this. I, oh, gosh, okay, guys. I have been a chubby dude my entire entire life. Um, I have been a big boy, and I had a horrible self-image up until I was about 24 and I mean I was the guy that used to wear a t-shirt to go swimming in and just all of that Mm jazz. and I had some experiences at 24 that allowed me to start loving my body and with that I also realized and I say it all the time no matter what we do someone's going to judge us
3: Mm-hmm.
2: so are you going to compromise your truth your joy and your authenticity out of fear of how you're going to be received or are you just going to live your best life yeah live it the best yeah and that's where I am
0: right? I love that and yeah mm-hmm. totally like when all this started happening like I made that real a few weeks ago mm-hmm. like I and it's like all of this is happening in the past like I would say like four or five days like it's just kind of like growing and I'm like when I started reading them, it's like, first of all, I know in my heart that I don't believe what they're saying. Like, and also their fucking opinions don't matter at all. And Mm -hmm. I like know that in my rational mind, but it definitely does like poke at like a fear and like a wound or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, I forget where I was going with this, but um yeah it was basically like it really made me want to like I'm like oh I'm just gonna take a break from this like I don't want to do this anymore I want to shrink I want to and my friend was like why the hell why yeah. like who the fuck cares and I'm like yeah like I know that that's right and it's been a really interesting like I knew it was gonna happen yeah. I guess I didn't expect it to happen like at this time or like this early oh. but yeah um They're it's been a really ex- interesting busy. experience and mm-hmm. like I agree Anthony like with what you said like if you got to work through it it's gonna mm-hmm. It's going to come present you. yourself. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I want to link this into the whole topic of conversation just to, because I think this is, I think the question was really awesome. And I think that these sort of fears, um, these things pop up for us and that will keep us from delivering certain messages. Um, because even in, when I go into a reading, I'll get a message that I'm like, I don't think that they're ready for this type of thing, but the message is still there. So it's like, okay, one thing that we have to do is we really that setting those fears aside and working through that is is a huge part in developing this this um, dictionary of symbols and stuff like that because if you don't deliver the message you won't know what the symbol is and I feel like a part of our growth and a part of the le- learning to be to work in this in this magical world this metaphysical magical world like I call it is to learn how to jump over those hurdles, learn how to set those fears aside. Because I personally, and maybe this is just me kind of putting myself on a pedestal, which took me a long time to even learn how to do. But I personally believe that when you are on this path, and when you found your way to this path, you are meant to do this for a bigger purpose. And when you have that idea of, oh, wow, there is something bigger out there. There is something huge beyond our world that is putting me here because it needs me to do some work. Um, And if you just learn to accept that and to understand that that is a very big, powerful thing and you should feel grateful for it. Well, I don't want to be preachy, but you know what I mean? Like feel grateful. Like you have a purpose here and not many people can find that purpose. And you're, you know, I just feel like it is so I, Haley, when I saw that when I heard that message from you, my heart just broke. Cause I was like, I yeah. know exactly what she feels. And really the more you just jump those hurdles, the clearer your messages get because it's like spirit knows like, Oh, they're really ready. You know? And yeah. it, I just feel like, you know, Bravo to, to keep going and to yeah. be like, let's keep doing it. Because I know that I've wanted to stop several times because when my dad found out about the readings, I was so scared because if he would have said anything off to me, I think that I don't think I would have stopped, but I think it would have made me crawl into my little cancer shell for a little bit and not yeah. want to do it. And yeah. what happened? I told him, I was just like, yeah, I do these readings for people. And he was just so open to it, you know? And he, he even asked me the other day, he goes, I bet you've been busy this October. I was like, wow. Like that's thought of you. Just, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, I cannot believe my father who grew up in a cornfield just like I did, you know, you know, and it's those experiences that really... Like I said, I, I want to link it back to what the whole topic of conversation is. It really, when you allow yourself to work through that and to grow, that's when you're going to be able to clearly really set your intentions and clearly read for people and understand these messages. Cause it's almost as if it's almost as if you quit putting up the resistance,
0: Yeah, you know, absolutely.
1: With, when that resistance comes down, it's like the messages flow. So yes.
0: I agree. I agree. Way to loop it back to the conversation. And I will say like having the two of you, like I've made so many amazing, like I'll call you guys my friends, like just so many amazing like connections and friends doing this and like opening up to this work and like all the important people in my life and like seeing you guys do such amazing things is, you know, enough to be like, I am, you know, completely not alone, you know? So that's a lovely feeling to have. You have
1: your you have your tribe. I don't know if that's socially acceptable to say, but you do.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um okay, well l- let's go one last question. Let's give some some concrete steps to establishing your symbols. What would what what do you think? Let's do like three steps. So what do you guys think step 1 would be to establishing your signs and symbols if somebody's listening and is like, "Okay, I need to start." I would say start start reading. Even if yeah. it's just for like your dog yeah. or like your Anybody in your life, you're you are partner. not
2: wrong on that, yeah. Oh, yeah. So start I start like,
0: I when you said start reading, I was like, Well, I've read a
1: lot of books. <laughs> I,
0: I that, I'm oh, yeah. So sorry, wrong. I meant like start practicing readings, you know, and like, yeah, you don't even have to charge money for them or like, you know, just do some practice readings and see what comes through. I think would be like mm-hmm. the first step.
1: Um, I'm gonna give you my three concrete right now, just I'm gonna say it right now do it meditate, meditate, journal, and practice. Meditate, journal, and practice. And here's the reasons why. When you meditate and you journal, A, you learn how to distinguish between what's you and what's not you. Um, And you start to open up those. I, I hate to say it, but you start to open up some wounds that you need to heal. And when you remember your trauma and you work through it, that's when you start, like your guides will show you things that are particular to you that you can relate to other people um Mm -hmm. and so meditating and then journaling will open up even a way i feel like journaling opens up a door that you know, if you, if you follow me on Instagram, you will see, I post about journaling every once in a while where I'm like, did you journal? Like, I feel like, you know how you post, did you meditate today? I'm yeah, yeah. like, did you journal today? <laughs> I like, love I it. We're
0: meditating is... and we're journaling. You guys. Yes. Everybody and listening. Then,
1: <laughs> and then practicing, like you said, read for people, like read for people, put yourself out there. Be okay. Like Colby said, be okay with being wrong because that's going to lower that resistance to the messages. So yeah. those are my three.
0: Absolutely. I love that phrase, just like lowering
2: the resistance totally. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on the practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you are in a position and have the opportunity to, to go and do group workshops and interact with people within sacred space where everybody is working in, in that same energy, absolutely. Take as many opportunities as possible, pay attention. I'm going to use a big word here. Pay attention to your esoteric message and symbolism. Pay attention to the repetition. So um, I'm so proud of one of my clients who's really delving in. Uh, And I've recently told her, when you are having an experience, and it's the second, the third, the fourth time where you are experiencing something, look it up see what resonates with you and start building and you guys i know you heard me say this time and time again build a relationship Mm -hmm. so building your relationship with your signs and symbolism but also doing the research there's things i don't i don't understand the meaning of a monarch butterfly specifically so, in Googling it and looking it up and reading a few things, I came to an understanding of why it was showing up for me. Mm-hmm. So, practice,
0: practice, practice research,
2: practice, research, and then building your personal relationship. Yeah. Because we could pick out a symbolism that's rather common, and all three of us are going to have a different relationship with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. With, with divination. And by the way, with divination, especially with like tarot journal, 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 uh-huh. I journal five days a week. Yeah, so proud of you. you well, good us. for I, you, I, you. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, I utilize the tarot journaling as part of my daily posting because I, uh, yeah, I, I, I I'm not, that. I'm not pulling for myself.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm
2: pulling for the collective and then i'm also taking information from that as well
1: Uh, i want to call something out really quickly because i feel that um one aspect of the metaphysical world tiktok instagram facebook just it becoming so mainstream now which is it's like a double-edged sword there's so many awesome aspects to it like i love it but then there's also the really other side where people's egos set in even harder and (laughs) i love one thing that I have learned both from Colby and just in my own practices do not underestimate google don't underestimate mm-hmm. google don't Google's think that because friends. don't think that because you google something you're not a magical man like unicorn because I can't tell you how many times I whip google out and I read stuff and when you read what actually resonates with that message you'll feel it like pay attention to yourself while you're reading these 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 google articles because trust me there might be um, I had a dream about with a T-Rex in it. <laughs> Sounds weird, but ah, ah. It, was, it was so vivid and so strong. I Googled, what does it mean when you see a T-Rex in your dream? And I saw so many things about it. And I read like bullet point one, bullet point two, three, four, five. And then when I got to six, I was like, oh, wow. It, it, it was like someone punched me in the gut. And I got my, I get chills up my, the right-hand side of my body when I have like that confirmation. And there you go. Thank you, Google. You know, I don't yeah. want people to disregard Google when it comes no. to you don't have to go to the old textbooks back in the library, you know, right. yeah. books are, you know, Google works.
0: <laughs> so such good yeah. advice. Cool. Thank you guys both so much for coming back on, sharing your God. wisdom, sharing just like so much great stuff with myself and everybody listening as well. Um, yeah, thanks for being here.
1: Absolutely. Thank you,
0: Haley. I
1: uh, always love talking to you, even if it's just on Instagram.
2: Yeah, (laughs) me too. (laughs) This was fun. Two boy witches and a lady.
0: Hi again. It's me. I usually don't chime in like this at the end of episodes, but as I was editing this episode, I really had a moment of clarity that I wanted to share with you. When we were talking closer to the end of this episode about our fears and vulnerabilities and doing this work, and I shared about the comments that I was getting about people that I don't even know telling me like I had psychosis and I was mentally ill, I realized that that wasn't truly what I was actually afraid of or like what actually hurt my feelings. I'm I'm not actually afraid of being called mentally ill. I am afraid of being misunderstood and not believed. So yeah, I just wanted to share that vulnerability with you and the clarity that I got from listening back to myself explaining it. And, you know, originally what I thought was the fear is actually rooted in something a little bit deeper. So I invite you when you're feeling vulnerable like that in anything that you're doing in life to take another look and ask your higher self and your intuition, what is the deeper fear that might be behind this? Okay, have a good day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com, and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.